This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found modern mammals and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. What's up, my sinners? Welcome back to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. I'm your host, as always, Shane Told, as I take you into the backstage conversations I have with other lead singers. Did you miss me? I took a little break last week, and you know, it's funny, I've, I've been renting my whole adult life, and finally I took the plunge, I ponied up the money, I bought a house, and moved in last week. It is incredible how much time, energy, money, everything it takes to move into a house, so it's done, finally, but I really did need the week off, just so swamped. Not just with that, but also with this tour coming up, which starts this Friday. My band Silverstein is going on a 15-year anniversary tour, celebrating our first record, playing it in its entirety. And we've been rehearsing these songs, uh, some of which, most of which I would say, we haven't played since 2010. And when we played them in 2010, that was for our 10-year anniversary of our of our band, so it's been eight years since we even played them, and then we, we only played them once then. So a lot of refreshers, but playing these old songs is really making me smile, you know, and remembering another time, another era, which I think is a great segue into the band today and the artist today on the show, Mr. John Nolan of Taking Back Sunday. Taking Back Sunday, one of the most important, one of the most influential bands of the 2000s, they're celebrating another milestone as well, 20 years of being a band, which is incredible to think about, and John has a brand new solo record, which is amazing, it just dropped, just on Friday, I've listened to it, it is is incredible, it's an incredible, incredible record, definitely check that out as well. 
Before we get into it with John, I just want to say thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this show. All your support. It really is incredible. It's been three years. We're one week away from the three-year anniversary of the podcast. And when I started, I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I thought maybe I'd do a couple conversations with my friends, put it up. And like a lot of things in life, it would just kind of, you know, trickle away. And it hasn't done that. It's grown And I have you all so much to thank for that. I mean, it's just your support has been incredible. And I I know because taking the week off last week, I got a few angry emails saying, what's going, what do you mean no podcast this week? What what, what do you mean you're taking the week off? Uh, So I know people really, really love this thing. And it's amazing that I've been able to put this together and, you know, just, talking about my life and the lives of other lead singers. It it really, really is incredible. And I want to remind you guys, of course, you can always get in touch with me. I read all my email. I write back to most of it. Hit me up at leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. You can congratulate me if you want to. You can shit talk me. You can tell me I should do a better job. You can just give me suggestions for upcoming guests of the show. Really, whatever you want. So hit me up on email. Also, we've passed the 10K mark on Instagram followers, which is, you know, very cool. And this is real shit. There's no fake followers or anything. So hit us up on Instagram as well. Uh, you know, like the page on Facebook. Uh, where else are we? Twitter. We're all over that stuff. So so definitely get on there. What else? Oh, yeah. The Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. That's also approaching the two-year mark which is amazing, and shout out to all my sinners worldwide. Basically, if you're one of those people refreshing your phone last week going, where's the goddamn podcast? If you're one of those people and one episode a week isn't enough for you, you're going to want to check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. For as little as $6 a month, it gets you in. You get bonus episodes, bonus content, and a whole lot more. I won't harp on it. Just check it out. The link, leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. Halloween is over. That means Christmas time is already here. You, you know, you know how you know is when you walk into a Home Depot on November first. I've been going to a lot of Home Depots lately. Literally, been helping other customers. People think I work there for some reason. But you know, when you walk in and all those displays everywhere, you got the giant Santas and the giant unicorns. I'm not sure what a unicorn has to do with Christmas, but whatever. It is Christmas time, which means rockabilia.com is where you want to do your Christmas shopping. Check it out, rockabilia.com. Use our promo code PCJabberJaw to save 15% off your entire order. Get over there now. Do it. Get a head start on those Christmas gifts. All right, let's get in to this week's episode and my conversation with John Nolan of Taking Back Sunday. I'm, yes, I'm in a good location now, not Perfect. driving anymore. No problem, I'm man. all set. No problem. Yeah, man. I'm well, sorry thanks. about that. No, no, thanks for taking the time. I know it's uh, 
It's a busy day for you, and and congratulations on your new solo record dropping just today. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I I had a chance to to listen to the whole thing, and uh, right away what kind of struck me about it was – the instrumentation, it's, it's, you know, typically when you hear about a guy from a band putting out a solo record, you kind of expect an acoustic guitar driven kind of thing, you know, and this record is anything right. but that it's, it's, there's a lot of instrumentation, even more than you would have probably on a Taking Back Sunday record. Yeah. Or maybe just the different uh, types of arrangements or instrumentation, I think. Totally. Than a Take Next Sunday album, yeah. Absolutely. So, yes, I mean, it's 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 out. It's called Embedigo. Is that the, is that how he's, how you say it? A Bendigo. A Bendigo. Okay. I was yes. thinking of it, yes. like Impetigo, like that that face disease kids get with a rash. <laughs> I, I don't know why I could do right, that. Yeah. But, um, so so, what's that title in reference to? Because I it's not a word I was familiar with, obviously. Um, it's a reference to a, a biblical story. Um, it's an Old Testament story about uh, a three uh, men called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And it was uh, some kind of ancient, horrible king had taken over their, um, their town and, and was making everybody uh, bow down to him and uh, obey his rules. And these three guys wouldn't do that. They refused to bow to the king, and then they were thrown in a fire because of it. But uh, God protected them, and they were totally fine in the fire and just kind of walked out of it and were totally protected and safe. And uh, I just always thought it was a kind of an interesting story and uh, interesting imagery. And yeah. It really doesn't have a whole lot to do with the album. There is one reference to it in one of the songs. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just thought it was an interesting story and an interesting title, and uh, I kind of just, just rolled with it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I know. It's, it's always that's the kind of thing when you, when you come up with all this music and all these words, and then you have to sum it up in one title. It's never an easy thing to do. And of course, whatever you do, people are going to read into it so much and say, oh, well, does he feel like he's the, you know, the the terrible king or does he feel like he's the hero of the story? Like, what is it trying to represent with the album? And it's just like, eh, just thought it was an interesting story. Yeah. Well, and I find that usually if you <clears throat> if you give people some room to, like, interpret things. Yeah. That they, they usually come up with something more interesting than you would. Oh yeah. Have you ever have you ever had that happen where somebody came up with a better story and then you just rolled with it when somebody asked oh, you yeah. down the road? Because I've done that numerous times. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, yeah, and I I at first would kind of like try to explain to people like what I re- was really meaning and like and then after a little while, I was like, yeah, I got to just roll with this. And then, and, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's really good, actually. I'm going to start telling people that and, and not fight this and just, just abandon my original concept. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's funny, yeah, like when you're in, you know, high school or whatever and you read, you know, those like books that everyone has to read, like, I don't know, like The Lord of the Flies or, or Animal Farm or, or 1984. And they, you know, you learn these these how he's saying this but really he means this 
And you yeah. know that George Orwell, or or I forget the the name of the author that wrote Lord of the Flies, but um, yeah, you sure. you know those guys half the shit. There's no fucking way they intended it. Yeah, I'm you know? sure that. Yeah, that a lot of lot of authors and artists and writers. Yeah, I think they do that. You know, you you like there's like certain imagery and ideas and that that, that are interesting and just kind of like work. And you don't necessarily put too much thought into it. And then the people reading it <laughs> oh, totally. really like dig in and and find a lot more there. I know, I know. I love that stuff. That's a beautiful thing about art. So um, so release date today and. and Obviously, you've put out so many records with so many different projects, but you know, for me, whenever it's you know a record comes out, you kind of I, I kind of wake up with a little bit of a, a spring in my step. Is that kind of how you feel? Like when it's like, oh, today's my record's coming out, and it's sort of like a new chapter or something. D- do you have that kind of energy today? Uh, is that is that a real yeah. thing? It is, yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of a like birthday or Christmas yeah. <laughs> feeling, yeah. Um, except, I guess it's, the only thing is, there's a little more. There's a, like anxiety mixed in with that, which usually is not mm-hmm. there with a Christmas type feeling. But <laughs> yeah, there is that excitement, and uh, with with you know just a little tinge of anxiety. It's really just like you you don't know what's going to happen now that it's out there, you know, and, and how it'll be received and uh, where things will go with it. So there's that bit. But then that's also really exciting, too, is that not knowing what's going to happen now that it's out. Absolutely. Well, what's the reaction been so far? I mean, you've released, uh, well, at least one song you released already. But, uh, uh, you know, it is a, it is a record, I, th- I feel, that has a lot to absorb from people. and But also I think a record that I think Taking Back Sunday fans – Will like because it it's has a certain melodic quality that is is sort of on par with some of the Take Back Sunday releases, you know, uh, new and old. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a a lot a lot there for for everybody. It's I, I feel like a pretty diverse record, and you know, like I I, I think uh, it's yeah. I mean, I hope anyway that that there's something that that everybody can can get into and spend some time with and and kind of dig into um yeah and uh you know yeah so far the, the reaction is good i i kind of feel like i'm at this point i don't know if it's like because of my age and like being out of touch or what it is <laughs> but like generally like people don't uh, um it like if people don't like something that i've done or that i've been involved in musically like usually i just don't hear much about anything i just don't get much of a response <laughs> so like I, I don't know if that's uh what that means but so i generally feel like the more i'm hearing about anything the better okay. it is doing you know like almost to me the worst response i can get is like quiet okay because yeah, i feel well, like that means people are just like not saying anything to be nice or something definitely, like, definitely don't, don't, don't read any youtube comments because the youtube comments are usually pretty vicious <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, I guess that is another thing. I generally <laughs> stick to my own like social media yeah. these days. So unless someone is saying it directly to me, which that does make a difference because people talk a pretty big game when, when they're on a message board or a comment section yes. and they kind of change their tune when they're addressing you directly yes. on the internet. So well, all you got to do is you got to go to Germany and uh, play some shows over there and they'll, they'll tell you the truth. 
They'll say they'll say last time much better, much better last yes. time. Yes, your yeah. new record, your new record, not enough songs, and songs too long, too long, songs too long. Yeah, that's what they'll say. I, it is. Uh, yeah, that is definitely a thing. I'm glad that that, that you've experienced that as well. That, yeah, that I think German honesty. I think everybody has. I just got back from there actually, so so I'm, I'm it's fresh in my mind. Uh, so, so you're driving around. Uh, are you in North Carolina? Is that where you're hanging out right now? Yeah, I live. Uh, I live in Charlotte. I've been here actually for like seven or eight years now, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. And you know, I had Adam on the podcast a long time ago, actually. Now, because I mean, this is I've done over 150 episodes of this oh, podcast, wow. and I think Adam was like number like number 12. Oh, so, wow. you know, so it's been a long time since I spoke with him, but, you know, I thought it was funny one thing that he said, and I, I don't have the direct quote, but he basically said it was kind of funny how you guys went from not speaking for years to buying houses literally on the same street. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you're moving to, nothing. right. And you're <laughs> moving to North Carolina. How's that been? I mean, as a guy, I know you, I think you were born in, in Maryland, but then you've grown up in New York, obviously. Uh, yeah. How's the change been? You know, with your with your life over the last little while. Well, it, it's been uh, interesting. I, I actually I moved for a few years to uh, Lawrence, Kansas, before I moved here. Okay, so that was like a really big change. Um, my wife is is from <clears throat> outside Manhattan, Kansas. We lived on Long Island for a while, and then <laughs> moved out out to Lawrence, and um, so that was like a huge shock. Yeah, and uh, I liked it there. It was a, it's a really cool town, but uh, very very a lot slower, a lot smaller. And then so moving to like Charlotte was kind of like splitting the difference a little bit between totally. like Kansas and, and Long Island. Yeah, so it yeah, was, it was not sense. that hard to adjust. So why did you pick there of all of all places? Is just Adam said, "Hey, this is a great street. Come like come hang out." Like what's what's the what's comes into that? If if she's from well, obviously, I mean, honestly, Manhattan, Kansas is so confusing too. Yes, that's well, like a who's it. on first kind of thing there. Like, <laughs> yeah, they call it the Little Apple, just in case anybody <laughs> gets gets confused. That's a groaner. I don't like that. That's <laughs> like real, a, they really. They like really a, do call it that, though. It's like That's a not Bazooka Joe joke. comment. Uh, sorry, it's like a <laughs> Bazooka Joe comic. I'm not yes. like just you read it and you feel worse after somehow. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, okay, so yeah, Charlotte, North Carolina. Here it is, and, and I mean, going back to your relationship with Adam, I guess we can start there. Is is like, were you guys making up for lost time? Is that kind of sort of what what maybe happened? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> one thing was was we were actually my wife and I were looking for a new place to move. And, um, we, when I rejoined the band, we visited Adam and his family in North Carolina a few times and hung out. And they had this like big group of friends there that we kind of started to get to know. And so that was really, um, appealing to us as well, you know, like to, to go somewhere where we knew we'd have like a community of people. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and then also be able to, to be down there, and, you know, to be able to pop over to Adam's house to work on uh, a song or something or, you know, like sure. do, do uh, you know, any number of things related to the, to the band um, was a cool thing, too. And, and we kind of, like, tested it out pretty easy. We just, like, rented for a little while there. But then, like, within a year, we were set. We were like, yeah, we're, we're, we're in. We're, we're staying. And so now we got 
that was at that point we didn't have any kids or anything and now we got kids we're like <laughs> we're officially uh charlotte charlatans i don't Charl- know charlatans i don't know i'm not sure what you call us good charlottes i don't know <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I saw a good Charlotte play last night, actually, which is the only reason I said that. Yes, they're still kicking it. Uh, So, dude, um, yeah, man. So I I guess like I really want to ask you about this whole foray that you've you've been in. I mean, we're talking about 20 years of Taking Back Sunday, but a third of it, you weren't even in the band, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and here you are learning these songs learning entire records that you didn't play on that you didn't have a hand in writing that maybe at the time you looked at with some level of disdain that must be Mm -hmm. so strange for you to to be here and be like celebrating a part of a band's career that in some ways you you really you really weren't a part of yeah yeah i mean i i was definitely not uh a part of the two that obviously is uh is is my is is part of what i was there for but uh yeah where you want to be in louder now both uh it's uh it's it's definitely a weird thing uh you know i i did kind of do i dove head first into it though when i when i rejoined the band um you know because a lot of those songs were are such a part of their set that it was like right off the bat when i rejoined it's like here you gotta learn this big batch of songs you know so so i i've kind of went through that right right at the very beginning um and and this is another step because it's you know another four or five songs from each album that i've never played before (laughs) yeah um so it's it's interesting i could play in the ones that, that i learned when i first rejoined like after you know it's been like eight or nine years now so a lot of those songs seem like so familiar to me and I've kind of like made them my own in certain yeah, ways. And like, yeah. so they seem, they seem a little more my own than they did uh, <laughs> at the beginning. But uh, now, yeah, now learning a whole new batch, it's, it's going to be starting uh, from scratch. It's yeah, it's a crazy thing. It's also like, it's, it's, it's challenging for me too, because I'm, I mean, my, most of my musical career has been playing songs that I was involved in writing in and it's not actually zone, really sure. like, yeah. yeah, it's, it's not really my forte to, to learn other people's uh, songs. So it, it's, it's been a challenge that I think has actually made me a better musician. So when, that's, that's nice. Right. Well, when those records came out and you know, you were in Stray Light Run and doing all that, do, were you aware of the records? Did you ignore the records? Did you secretly yeah. listen to the records? How, how did, or how did you, did I, I you was, do it? I was, uh, I was very actively ignoring them. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I really was. I, I, I mean, they, the, the songs were back then, you know, there was still fuse playing music videos though and MTV. So I couldn't really avoid the singles, you know, if I was ever watching any yeah. kind of music television. So I would, I would end up, I, I, I would have to watch those. I wasn't so dedicated to ignoring it that I could turn the channel every time one of their music videos <laughs> came on. So I knew, I knew the singles um, fairly well. And I remember when Make Damn Sure came out and the, the video for that, I was actually, that was the first time I was kind of, I was kind of pissed because I, was, I had to like begrudgingly 
be like, yeah, that song's really good. <laughs> and it's also a really good video, damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, they weren't on Victory Record budgets making the, the videos at that point, so they probably were able to make, you know, a little bit of a better video. Although, well, yeah, well, Warner Brothers for the uh, yeah. for Make Damn Sure. That's what I mean, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was, uh, that was yeah, that video is, is great. No, exactly. Like, absolutely, man. Yeah, it's funny, you know, when I think back, and, and I don't know how, you know, candidly you want to speak about this stuff, uh, you know, it, it, how much it matters to you anymore, how much it matters to the pe- other people involved, you know what I mean? Like, because you guys have kept the... You know the story of what happened pretty close to the to your chest. You know what I mean? Like everybody mm-hmm. speculated on on why you left the band, or you know, you and Sean formed this other band, and then how you came back, and 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 what the involvement was with various people uh, in the scene. I don't know how much you're comfortable with talking about, so it's hard for me to even ask. But I I, I mean I think there's a lot of curiosity people still have with. What was it that you left? Why did you leave? And why did you come back? And what what was it that you were able to get over? Or or Adam was able to get over or whoever else was involved? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that I find incredibly interesting is like when you, you talk about like <clears throat> us cl- keeping it close to the to the vest, like I actually don't really feel like we have. Like <laughs> we've done okay. like like we, when I came back in the band, one of the things that we were on the cover of Alternative Press, and there was like a four or five page story, kind of digging into the past and the reuniting, and then of course, like when I left the band and Sean left the band, we did multiple interviews about it. Um, but what I think really happens is that like no matter how much we talk about it, um, people just feel like there's more. Or like they want to know like the real reason. So like, and anything we say doesn't really like satisfy some kind of curiosity that people have. Um, it's like the same thing with the brand new uh, Taking Back Sunday thing. Like, there's a, I, <clears throat> we did a, a Tell All Your Friends tour, and uh, and we did. I think it's part of the live video. Someone says something about seventy times seven, and we give like a very straight, pretty straightforward response to like what kind of started the whole thing and there's been those responses out there but it's just anytime you do it it's like people kind of ignore it in search of something uh i don't know what more interesting or darker or crazier you know i I just feel like people again it's kind of like the thing we were talking about before like people come up with their own um, explanations (laughs) and their own theories and right it's it's pretty much a lot more interesting than than what really happened, you know. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's got. I mean, it doesn't matter how simple it is. It, it, it what matters is that in the, you know, your band taking back Sunday, who you are a big part of the band, is got more hype than any band in the history of punk rock, pretty much, and you bounce. So it's mm-hmm. it's the result is really is really what what is so interesting about it, um, you know, not necessarily what happened. So that's why people are like, yeah. well, what what? Well, that's it. Like that caused the guy to leave the band at the, the very peak, you know? Um, right. I I think that is part of it is because people can't really um can't really fathom it. So it seems like it has to be something, you know. And and like 
and another part of it is, you know, in all these different interviews and things, there's a lot of reasons, you know, that, that <clears throat> these things have. It's, you know, kind of like if you have a long-term relationship that breaks up and then somebody asks you to tell, tell them what happened, you know, it's not going to be like one answer. Right. Right. You know, no, there's totally. a, a, always a, a mix of things. So that I think is, is kind of a little more complex than people want to hear. Well, but I yeah. mean, and really like, yeah, I think it is, it's hard for people to fathom, but like to me, when I left the band too, like, even though the band was blowing up, like a big part of it was that I was not, enjoying the success that we were having. I wasn't liking where we were going and like, and my dream had kind of been like, I want to be able to pay my bills by going on tour and be able to put a record out on our label. And, and that was it. And it, it got like so far past that so quickly and yeah. so like out of hand yeah. But like, so to me to walk away from that too, was like, I wasn't walking away from my dream anymore. It was kind of walking away from something that had gone way beyond anything I wanted or uh, really cared about, you know, like, yeah. so, so in, in a certain way, like it wasn't, I don't know, it was crazy of me to, to, to walk away at that point. And in another way, it seemed like the most sane thing right. I could have done, you know? Yeah, no, that's a great, a great explanation. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Well, what was it that that got you? You know, you talking to the guys again? I guess. I mean, probably specifically Adam. How, how do you go from just, you know, obviously having a huge falling out to bringing you back? You know, into the band and putting out, doing a tour and putting out a record and doing all that. Like, what what conversation took place that 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 made that happen? Um, well, our drummer Mark was the one who facilitated everything and and i actually had never lost touch with him like <clears throat> we would always hang out whenever we were both home from tour and uh sean and him grew up together since like first grade so they were still um close even throughout the whole time that, that we were yeah. not in the band so he i think it was always sort of thinking there was a possibility that we might come back even when I did not think it was uh, possible at all. But, um, once he started, he kind of really was sell, trying to sell me on the idea at a certain <laughs> point, And I was pretty like skeptical, but once he really was kind of like, look, I really think this could be fun. I think we can make great music. I think we can like <clears throat> just do something really amazing if we all get back together. And, uh, so then I, yeah, that was when I was like, well, if we're going to do it, I have to talk to Adam. And, uh, so I, and Adam was open to it. And, uh, so I got on the phone with him for the first time in like seven years or something. And, uh, wow. and so it was, it was really just in a lot of ways, like once we started talking, 
um, in a weird way, it like didn't really feel like much time had passed and like it felt pretty quickly like we were able to pick up where things left off and and also you know like after all that time i think like we had both grown a lot as people of course, of course. and changed and uh you know that that really made a big difference so it was pretty clear to me just after the first conversation we had that like we were going to be able to reconnect and and uh you know and do it and and we kind of made a gradual process of of officially rejoining the band it was probably over the course of weeks and months of sort of everybody reconnecting and talking before it became official. It wasn't like a, a quick decision. You yeah, know? no, I mean, I think it was very <laughs> unexpected for everybody, you know, cause the band, I mean, the band had gone through so many different eras, you know, uh, with different, mm-hmm. different, basically different John Nolans, which is kind <laughs> yeah. of, you know, for you must've been weird. Like, Oh, here's the guy that, that does the plays guitar and does the backup vocals and yells into the microphone. <laughs> You know, it's like, this is just sort of a weird alternate dimension version of me. Um, yeah. Was that strange? It must have been strange for you to see that too, the, the, the it, revolving door yeah. a little bit. It is. I mean, I think that's part of, was part of just <clears throat> ignoring things, you know. It's just <laughs> yeah. like i going to just not pay attention to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you got the 20-year tour coming up. Uh, which is extensive. You guys are doing a lot of stuff. And it's funny for me because I remember again when I talked to Adam, whatever it was, like three years ago, he kind of said for him, he was kind of felt like he was dragged into doing this 10-year Tell Your Friends tour, kind of kicking and screaming. (laughs) But now it seems like you guys are kind of embracing it. And, And I don't know if that's, you know, true, if it's something that you're doing more for your fans or yourselves. What's the story there behind behind the this this uh, big twenty year anniversary tour? Well, uh, I think you know, like the the tell all your friends tour was <clears throat> is really the only thing that we've done. I think that was like openly embracing the past and and doing something that was nostalgic. Yeah, and you know, we've really we've tried to stay away from that because I think that's just been something that we've all been mindful of is like we don't want to be looked at as like a nostalgia act. We're like interested in making music right now and, and, you know, continuing to, to grow as a band and like push things forward. So it it is always a little bit of a, of a a thing for us to, to kind of agree on when it's time to, to take stock and sort of look at the past and celebrate the past. And so, but it, it feels like, if you're, you know, this does feel like if you're ever going to look back and and take a minute to to celebrate the past, that the 20 years of being a band is a, is a good time to do it. You know, it feels right. It doesn't feel forced or like we're trying to like cash in on something. It's, uh, you know, it's something that that feels like the timing is right for. Yeah, and I th- you know, I think so. I mean, but you also were one of the first bands to do a 10-year anniversary of an album. I mean, I, I remember Jimmy World did a 10-year anniversary of Clarity, which would have been mm-hmm. uh, a while ago, you know, a while before. But then you guys did yeah, that record. before but, us. But I, I don't remember anyone else doing it. And now it seems like every band does it in every genre, including my own band, has done it. And it's it's almost something that people expect. Yeah, I, I won't. I, is that... Is that- 
true. I actually didn't really know that. I, I wasn't sure if that was if we were on the forefront of that or not because it just oh, does I think seem you were. like a pretty normal thing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe just sort of in our circle of of you know bands or whatever it was, but it seems like now it's it's done all the time and. What I think about it, and what, and, and my band is going on a 15 year anniversary of our first record, uh, in, starting in a week, you know. Right. So, so uh, you know, I have my opinions about it too. But when you've been a band as long as Taking Back Sunday has, and even though you weren't with the band for a while, the band has pretty much been touring nonstop for yeah, you know, eight what 18 years, something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, 17 years. You know, you're you're talking about people have seen the band over and over and over again, but they've never heard those five songs that you don't play off, uh, you know, louder now that maybe have never been played or those five songs that you had to learn for on where you want to be. So I yeah. think it's just giving the fans something different, you know, not yeah. just the same greatest hit set where you swap a couple songs in and your lights are a little bit different on this tour. Or you have a little bit of a different video wall, you know, yeah. I think it's just giving them something, something else. Yeah, and I mean, we're pretty conscious of that as well with the amount that we tour. You know, you, you hit a point where you feel like, you know, we can't go out and, and play the same songs, the same kind of set we did for the last year of tour even, like let alone the last five or six years. So, you know, it does feel like if you can find something like this to make it new and exciting and fresh for for people who've seen the band for maybe... 10 or 15 years. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, like, uh, yeah, that, it seems like, yeah, that's, we should do that. And, uh, that's, it's, I'm glad that we have like the opportunity to do that even, you know, like that we can, uh, either that there, there's still something new that we can bring to the table for, for people that are coming to see us after all these years. Absolutely. What, what part of, of it are you, are you excited about part of it? Are you dreading, part of it have you guys actually gotten a room and, and done any rehearsals no we haven't gotten together yet we all live kind of in different yeah places um so we're we're rehearsing for like five or six days before uh, the first the first show we play yep we're well, we're doing the christmas shows for that starland ballroom and right, that'll be right. the first time we do the album play so we're all going to be rehearsing on our own and then we'll get together for that um i think to me the the scariest thing is definitely going to be those first shows, you know, like that first <laughs> yeah. batch of shows of yeah. playing those so many songs that are so new. And uh, I think I'm, what I'm really looking forward to is is about like a few weeks in, like two or three weeks in where it starts to get that muscle memory and yep. things start to kind of like shore up and you feel <clears throat> more and more confident. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm really just music- like – Playing music actually becomes fun. Yeah, it's just getting past <laughs> that first week of like being terrified of making yeah. horrible mistakes every night. That, that's the, that's the big thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and there's been a, you know obviously Eddie Reyes not a part of your band anymore. A guy that's been with you from the beginning that was a part of all these records. What's what happened yeah. there? And and who's playing guitar for you guys now? Well, it's it's really a, like a a sad thing with, with Eddie and like, we're still leaving the door open for the possibility of him coming back. Um, okay. cause a lot of the, the problems that, that, that led to him being out of the band is, is, was 
really personal stuff and things that he's like struggling with, which is why it hasn't been <clears throat> any. We felt like it's up to him if he wants to talk about it because it, it, it seems more uh, like his decision, you okay. know, than ours. But you know, so we would hope that there's a chance that someday he could come back. And so we're, we've not, we're not actually bringing anybody new into the band. Um, our friend Nathan post, he's actually been touring with us yeah. since Sean and I rejoined the band. Yep. He has done like guitar, piano, like any of the extra backup vocals. He's kind of been like the, the all around the utility guy. infielder. Yep. The util- yep. Yeah. So really what we've done is he's just kind of stepped stepped up and is doing even more now but, yeah yeah absolutely. but he's a, he's an amazing musician though so he like it, he's it's kind of crazy how uh how well he was able to just kind of step up and take on like a whole new set of uh, challenges. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's funny when there's some there's some guys like that, right? They're just such good musicians, and you know you yeah. kind of like you're, you're playing like for what, what's happened with with some people I've worked with. You know, is is you're kind of like remembering the song on your own to show it to someone because like <laughs> you know like you say muscle memory, but then while you're trying to remember it to show the other person, they already have it and they already can play it better than you can ever play it. In like yeah, five, is, in like is, five minutes, and you're like, "Oh, great, okay, well, yeah, that's a humbling, <laughs> a humbling experience." Yeah, he's exactly <laughs> like that. He's yeah. like the kind of musician who, like, a song will be playing. He could be listening to something he's never heard before, and like as he's listening to it, just kind of like start playing along. You know, right, like right. as he's hearing it for the first time, he can just like kind of play it as easily as as listening to it. I know. know, and some guys too. Like they'll hear the they'll hear a chorus once. And then the second time the chorus comes in, they'll just be harmonizing it. Yeah. And it's like, come on, dude. Like, I got to figure it out on the guitar or something. You know, like, I can't, right. I can't just sing, boom, sing harmonies. I'm like, fucking Garfunkel. Like, give me a key. It's crazy, man. But hey, yeah. these people exist. And they, are, and they are not me. So, <laughs> so um, I'm trying to see what else there there is to tell to ask you. I mean, there's so many things going on. I don't know how you find the time to be making solo records, taking back Sunday records, going on tour. You're going on tour in just a few days. I am. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm doing a, a solo tour. It's a, like pretty extensive. It's actually the, yeah. the the biggest solo tour I've ever done. It's it starts on November 6th and ends on uh, November 30th, and goes from Charlotte, North Carolina all across the country to the West coast and back into Texas. Um, and yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. I'm putting a band together for it. So there's going to be like a full band playing every night, which is cool. I've something I've just started to do recently. Yeah. I got like a group of guys together that are just awesome. And, uh, yeah, we've been, we did a short tour in February. So they're now we're taking it another step further, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty, I've definitely, uh, Definitely been keeping busy, but uh, yeah. it's I it's, I like it. I uh, you know it's it's playing. It's it's mostly making music, so it's 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 pretty fun work when it comes down to it. <laughs> right, absolutely. Well, also, I mean, obviously, you're you're doing small rooms, small places with a full band. You must be touring, get, getting back in the van again, which you yeah. probably haven't done too much van touring over the last. Jeez, <laughs> it's fifteen years or something. 
Um, yeah. How is that trailer, getting back in the van? Run had to, oh, I guess you guys had were... to jump back into a van sure. a few times at the beginning and then again at the end. Yeah, that's always a hard <laughs> transition. <run>. Yeah. <laughs> but is it is it fun to go back and be in the van? Like, do you, do you kind of revert to this youth? That you had when you know, like when you you know you were in your early twenties touring in the van. Does that kind of come back? Yeah, it does. Uh, there's something about it. You know, it's funny. Like when when you called the first time, I was actually in the van and I'm like driving it to a dealership to drop off to get checked out for the tour. Oh, okay. And so there's like stuff like that. You know that you forget about <clears throat> when yeah. you're in a bus. You know, you don't think about. Make, you know, have to make sure the bus is okay and ready to go for the tour. You just shows up and you get in. But um, you know, it, there's a lot of things where I feel like uh, it it kind of like puts you back in touch with something. You know that that you had when you're younger, and uh, I, I I like that aspect of it. You know, you you're you're kind of get a little more grounded in the reality of uh, of of actually being in a band and and doing it, you know, uh, there's, it's, I really love not having to set up my own gear and not having to drive <laughs> and stuff. It's really great. But when you have to do it again, it kind of like, I don't know, it brings something back to you. I think that yeah. can, can easily get lost and you can get complacent. Uh, if you don't get reminded of, you know, of some of those things that like got you where you are and, and get back in touch with it, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. That's great. What can uh, what can your fans expect from these shows? Uh, are, you, are you playing all your solo material? Are you doing any covers? Are you doing any, maybe any Taking Back Sunday or Stray Light Run uh, material? Yeah, I'm, we do uh, a mix of the solo stuff. I think this one will be, I'm, I'm going to push uh, as many of the new solo songs as I can. I, I feel like, uh, I think people are going to be I'm, well, I'm hoping that people are going to be excited to hear them live. I think they're yeah. like uh, <clears throat> they're pretty like energetic songs, and, and uh, you know, so I'm excited to bring those to into a live setting. And then also, I always play Straylight Run songs. Um, it's usually a, like a you know about a quarter of the set or a third of the set I dedicate to, to playing Straylight Run songs and. Uh, it's it's uh with this one yeah it's gonna like it's gonna be full band all the way so like kind of getting a little bit of new interpretations of the Straylight Run songs with the new group and and uh, you know bringing these new solo songs to into a live setting for the first time. No, absolutely. I think it's I think it's gonna be cool with the the instrumentation that you have on the record and and pulling that off live with a band is gonna be a really really cool approach. And um, I remember last year you covered Brand News Magazines, a song that, you know, you wrote. Uh, yeah. And the internet kind of exploded. And then a week later or so, the internet exploded again when all this information and allegations of about Jesse came out. Do yeah. you have a take on that? I mean, that's uh, that must be, be a weird thing for you. Yeah, it it was, and and it was like, and then people asked me if I was gonna like cover that that song again after that. I was like, no, that one's. I think that one's yeah. That one's to rest. done. Uh, yeah, and I, it was kind of just the one time thing anyway. But it definitely the door was closed. Um, you know, there. It's uh, it's 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 a really sad situation, and uh, 
I mean, I, I don't know that there's a lot that I can say about it that, that hasn't been said, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, like, you know, it's, uh, it's it, one thing that's, that's, it's interesting to me is that, you know, like the uh, mentality has changed a lot since I started out in bands and, uh, you know, like in 2002 or 2003, there really wasn't like this, uh, awareness that people have now, <clears throat> you know, um, it, it, it was, you know, like there, the, this kind of social awareness and this, you know, like the, this, the, the respect for women that is yeah. in the scene now, that was not there in the past, you know, like the, the inclusion, you know, the LBGT community, yeah. like that wasn't that much of a thing back in 2002, 2003. And, uh, you know, I, I think that it's it's an amazing thing what's happened over time, you know, like now looking around at, at the, uh, you know, the, the mentality that fans have and, and what they're demanding from the the people that make music that yeah. they, they love. You yeah, know, I think absolutely. That's, that's a really positive thing. Um, and I think it's also kind of something that's a lot. It's, it's obviously been a, a problem for a lot of people who, ha who have been doing it yeah. since the old days when everyone let them get away with anything they wanted to do you know so it's been an adjustment I think for for people but like one that was a long time coming you know yeah no absolutely especially the LGBT community and you know the way people used to throw around the you know, the bad F word, the other F word, Yeah. you know, a, a word like, like it's crazy. It's just how people would say word like that on stage. It, and it wasn't even in a hateful way necessarily. It, yeah. It was just these things way, got just... thrown around and then someone was like, wait a second, that's not okay. And people were like, oh, yeah. you know what? You're right. That's not okay. And, and yeah. I think that that's been extrapolated in, in a way now where everyone is starting to to have a lot more sensitivity and and rightfully so um yeah but yeah i mean that's just that's just a tough i mean it's a tough thing and, and i just wondered your take on it because it's a guy you, you went to high school with you know and uh obviously has a lot of there's been a lot of ups and downs with with you know the relationship your band and and you personally have had with with brand new and with jesse lazy yeah yeah and well, and, and really some of the stuff on the new record, it's, is me sort of kind of processing my feelings about it. I, I don't think really there's anything that's on the record that's necessarily me making a statement about it per se, but, you know, a lot of stuff leading up to the writing of, or during the writing of the record, I think was being affected <clears throat> by it. And I think it's, you know, really just like the emotional aspects of it. Yeah. We're channeled into into this record in in a lot of ways. Yeah. No. Absolutely, man. No, it's it's tough. Um, no, thanks for thanks for commenting on it. At least, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would be wondering, you know, your your take. Uh, so, uh, what else is there to talk about, man? I mean, I think we covered a lot of stuff. Um, anything yeah. else to tell the people? Um, you know, I think, I think we covered a lot of ground here. I think it's, it's been good. We've uh, got the old, old stuff out of the way, new stuff out of the way. Uh, yeah, we discussed the album. It's out now. It's, uh, and, and streaming it's a, everywhere. Abendigo. Abendigo. 
Abendigo. Abendigo. Abendigo. I was. Yeah. I, I actually wrote it on my computer phonetically, and I just totally <laughs> dropped the fucking ball. Abendigo. It's, uh, you know, it's not the uh, easiest name to uh, pronounce or remember. It's, uh, you know, I probably could have come up with something, something catchier, but you know, it is what it is, as they say. It is what it is. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Abendigo is out now. Out today, actually. Uh, great production by Mike Sapone and uh, oh, yeah. a record that's that's it's uh, it's very 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 quality stuff there, man. So, uh, congratulations on 20 years of Taking Back Sunday. If I don't talk to you, and uh, yeah, all the best on tour back in the van. Well, thank you. You're going to be eating Taco Bell three times a day, like in the old days. Uh, <laughs> probably, I'm going to try to keep it to once. Once okay. a day. Stop only. at every well, Waffle House you see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Get back to that quality early 20s diet. <laughs> Absolutely. John, thank you so much for doing this, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. Hey, man, thank you for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. And uh, I'll get a, if I can get a photo from your publicist, I'll just uh, hit her up directly. Uh, yeah. Unless you got something can, can... you want to just text me. I'm going to put this up probably next week. So. Okay, awesome. Cool, yeah, man. she should have uh, whatever you need. Okay. Thanks a lot, man. Enjoy the rest of your All day. Right. Yeah, you too. Thank All you right, for dude. having me on the show. Of course, man. See you later. So there it is with John. A great conversation. Very open. Very honest. I want to thank the entire TBS camp for being so supportive of the show since its inception. And yeah, you got to go see them. On their 20th anniversary tour, they're playing all over. They're doing some very, very cool stuff. And a cheap plug for my own band, our 15-year anniversary tour starts on Friday in Detroit. Already sold out. Also at Pittsburgh, we're sold out there too. Sold out in Anaheim, California. Sold out in New Jersey. It is selling out all over the place. So make sure you go over and you get tickets now because I think... A majority of these shows are going to sell out, if not all of them. So, yes. So, head over to When Broken is Easily Fixed. That's the name of the album. Dot com. And uh, get your tickets now. It is not to be missed. I will leave you with a tune. We all know the Taking Back Sunday classics. You can listen to them on your own time. What you may not know is the new John Nolan solo stuff. The record just came out on Friday. I'm going to play a great new track. Here is Over Before It Begins on Lee Singer Syndrome. Peace and love, and we will see you next week.
Oh